Welcome to Lesbians Who Write with Claire Lydon and T.B. Markinson. Conversations about writing and lesbian fiction. Join us as we draw back the curtain on the writer's life. Hello and welcome to episode 77 of Lesbians Who Write. This week, we're asking the question, are we going to stick to writing this genre forever until our dying day? Joining me, Claire Lydon, <laughs> is my co-host, the lesbic queen, T.B. Markinson. Hello, T.B., how are you today? I wasn't expecting to tell her a dying day. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, there's, there's no getting off this one now, we're in it. I had to pay like a bill and I had the option to like pay a bill, like I could pay like monthly or the year, and I was like, you know, I'm going to roll the die, even though the world's really fucked up right now, I'm going to pay the whole year. Oh. Hoping I make it. Trying to be positive, people. That <laughs> is optimism. That's a definition of optimism right there. So, TB, tell me how your week's been. Well, first off, I have been struggling updating my bio section on WordPress. Um, both you and Kathy have mentioned that it still has me in London, and I... I have updated the biography on my actual website, like if you click my bio tab, that's updated. But if you look at one of my posts, at the very bottom there's like, you know, a section about me and it still has me living in London and so I was like, well I probably should change that, so I was like, I'm just going to finally do it. I thought I had changed it, but apparently it didn't go through, so I went into my settings, I wasn't having any luck. I went in at Gravatar to update it, still no luck. I've on my dashboard in WordPress and I updated it, but now it won't show my photo. But it has me in the US, and so right now I'm gonna call it as a win because I just can't fucking figure out how to add my photo at the moment. I've changed it in every possible way they've told me to change it and it still won't. Just, I'm hoping like within a week, maybe somehow magically it'll just show up. Sometimes, you know, with technology you just gotta let it sit for a bit. Mm, yeah. It's the it's the switch on it. And let the systems catch up. Have you tried switching it on and off again? Well, I've tried hitting it really hard. That's what I used to remember, like, with the old TVs with the antennas, you just whack it. Yeah. (laughs) That's still my method of technology, and it doesn't really work with, like, the modern technology of today. Damn it. Uh, So other than that, um, I'm on the Dagny's uh, Christmas stories. I'm making progress on that. I've had influx of requests for the next Miracle Girl book in the series, um... The Fall Girl, which is the second book in the series, does have a little bit of a cliffhanger. At the very end, there's a little bit of I search in the afternoons for about an hour each day. And the reason I've been doing that research is because the books in the Miracle Girl series are very dependent on a lot of research. And so I'm a, I am, so listeners, I am working on the research for the next Miracle Girl. So that's a big sign. But I don't have the writing or publication dates in mind. But it is, it is, it's on the radar. I'm working on it. I'm trying to figure out the plot. So everyone who's been wondering, yes, it is going to continue. And then I had a bit of a another ordering misfire. I don't know if I've shared with you that I have a very hard time ordering things online. You've, you shared the infamous orange story where you thought you'd ordered a pack and you ordered like 50 packs or something. Okay, so, um, yeah, so I don't know if you can see my t-shirt, but it says nice tits, and then there's a bunch of different variations of tits that are birds. Right, yeah. <laughs> see what you did there? I have a fascination with birds, even though I know nothing about birds, but I've always had a dream of wanting to learn more about birds. So I was like, oh, that's a funny shirt, for both reasons, obviously. 
So I, when I was ordering this T-shirt, um, I kept getting like locked out of the screen, like when I was trying to like finish the order. So I finally got an order through. But apparently, those other times where they typed me out, they still, <laughs> it still went through. This is the third shirt I received in the mail, and I don't know how many more I'm getting. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you've got multiple multiple T-shirts with nice tits exclamation mark on them. I mean, that's great. <laughs> that's your summer sorted summer wardrobe done I was at a grocery store the other day and I had this shirt on a different one obviously because I have like you know a whole wardrobe of them now but um this woman actually jumped out of line because we all have to like line up to like you know do things these days <laughs> jumped out of line just was like that's a good shirt <laughs> I was like oh thanks <laughs> so you know I'm making an impact and I was like you know like I could maybe I could be like you know the Steve Jobs where he only wore like the same shirt because he didn't want to have to put that extra effort in. Maybe I'll get enough nice tits where I can just wear that shirt every yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. You know, your whole neighborhood is going to be going like, she never changes her shirt, that woman. It's a bit weird. And then you'll be going, no, I've got four or five of them. It's clean. It's clean on today. <laughs> Give my armpit a sniff. <laughs> it's clean, I swear. But yeah, so that's my, uh, that's my ordering mishap for the week. What have you been up to over there? Well, over here, um, we had we had a very exciting evening like yesterday. I mean, Ari, I don't know if you can get, I'm sure you can get these in America. So there's a, a company called Pasta Evangelists. So basically they, they make the pasta in their pasta place, their pasta restaurant. I mean, you can't go in there for a meal. It's an online pasta delivery service. So they make fresh pasta and sauces and they deliver it to your door. And then you just have to do the last bit of cooking it. So we had that last night and it was, Fucking delicious! I had we had seafood ravioli w with a sage butter sauce. I could die happy after that pasta dish, and we had a we had gnocchi with beef ragu, and we had a charcuterie board and a bottle of wine in the garden. It's been thirty four degrees in London for the past about a billion years, it seems. So, um, the garden was the only cool place in our house. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that was really nice. I've never had pasta pasta fresh pasta delivered through the letterbox before. Have you? Can you just say pasta again? I love how you guys say pasta. <laughs> we had fresh pasta delivered through the door, through the letterbox. It came in a, it came in a box through letterbox. It's amazing, isn't it? Amazing. What, what lockdown? That does sound good. I've never had it delivered, but yeah, um, you, it sounds amazing. You but I'm surprised because you told me you, you and your wife don't like pasta. No, I do like pasta. It's just that we don't eat that much of it. But I love fresh made pasta. You know. Like they made it in their in their kitchen like that day. Okay, so you don't like this to pull like the spaghetti noodles out of a box and boil the water. No. But you like you like the fancy shit. I like fancy pants pasta. <laughs> okay. You know now I understand. a bag of pasta from the supermarket. I'm not that bothered. No. It's a hard pass. <laughs> Anyway, um, yes, so it's been super hot, as I said, so um, this week uh, I've also been down to see my mum and dad, so they're still alive, so that's good, they're surviving the 34 degree uh, heat, <laughs> TP's laughing at that, <laughs> and we were hoping to go back down this weekend for my dad's birthday, but there's a storm rolling in, so who knows, uh, but work-wise, I have been, um, had, I finished draft one, I think I'd finished draft one, right, of um, London Romance book seven, so I've been reading through uh, I, I did draft two. No, I finished draft two last week. I'm getting my drafts mixed yes. up. So then I have to read through draft two on my Kindle. That's the second stage. Now, I started that this week and I was all gung-ho and then it's kind of fallen. 
it's kind of fallen off. I've got a bit of resistance, but I've got to get that done. So I'm about halfway through. So tonight is, I'm going to finish it. There's a lot of notes so far. I think I've got about 250 and I'm halfway through. So, but that's part of the course. I think I had about 500 on One Golden Summer when I read it through. So, you know, it is what it is. But this, I, I guess this stage is like the one that takes, I mean, draft two is the, takes a long time, but this one is like, oh that's all wrong oh the timeline's fucked up oh my god why is she doing that there etc so when you're reading it this night tonight are you going to have another fancy pasta no uh we've taken uh, out uh some something i made weeks ago in case we got the rona and couldn't get out <laughs> but we've got like meals that i made stored in the freezer so we decided we should start eating them since they've been in the freezer for like five months and yeah, so my my goal was to get this do- this bit done by next Monday. I don't think I will, but I might go a couple of days over. But then, as soon as that's done, I'm leaving it, I'm putting it down, and I'm switching to Christmas mode. Fa la 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 la. Then we'll be fa la 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 together. Yeah. Oh, did yeah. I tell you? Oh. I did a, a poll with my um, newsletter subscribers, like, in the, to suggest Christmas songs for me to listen to while I write Dagny, and um. Fairytale in New York was the number one. I, ah. you. <laughs> I love that. Well, your newsletter has got taste. It's all those Brits on the list. <laughs> <laughs> well you done. You guys are diehard Fairytale New York fans. It's a great Christmas song. It's one of the best Christmas songs ever. You have to admit, it's very British. It is. Very... like that song for Christmas. Of course, yeah, it is very British indeed. <laughs> Okay, and the other thing um, that happened this week was uh, I had a book bub on the All I Want series, uh, books one to three, on Sunday, and I just changed the prices back today on Thursday. So um, that's been pretty successful. I mean, I, I think we've said this before that book bubs used to be crazy successful, you know, numbers wise, but I still think they're worth doing. I mean, the numbers probably dropped by about 30%, I think. I was looking back at the numbers for one, say, for ones I did about two years ago. But the last couple I've done have been about 30% down. However, the numbers are still big enough that I would do it. And I like to do it across platforms. So obviously the Kindle numbers are the biggest slice of the pie, but it's a really good way of getting your books out on the other platforms if you're wide. So that's one of the reasons to do it. And the other benefit to it is that you get a real uptick in subscribers to your mailing list. And I've been seeing that this week as well. So there are other um, upticks for a book bub as well and I made my money back I mean you used to double your money I probably made I don't know I've made it back and then a bit but it used to be double your money it's no longer that way I haven't done book bub in a couple years actually every time I want to do it then I for some reason don't even apply but I want to do it for the woman lost series but I'm waiting for a certain mark to come so I can do like one of the latest ones but um because especially if you have a series you do see a lot of sale through the book bug's really good for this, the sale through. Yeah. But uh, we'll, we'll talk about that more. I think we have an upcoming episode on uh, using your free days and everything in Amazon. So we will, I will dive deeper into that. Yes, because uh, I didn't use my... I've got no free days for this because it's not in uh, Kindle Unlimited. So um, I just had to make it, put it down to 99p, 99 cents, and, uh, and suck up the 35% uh, royalty for a few days. It was worth it, so um, it went quite well. And I've definitely seen an uptick in, it was books one to three, and books four to six, they're selling more now already. So, well done the people for reading the book as well as downloading it. Anyway, 
that's my week. So um, let's get on to comments. What you got? All right. We our first up, we have a comment from Yvonne to our lesbians who write email, and she thanked us for breaking down the percentages last week, uh, last episode. Um, well, you did the percentages, and I just kind of um, did my best with math. <laughs> <laughs> you were entertaining with math. Entertaining. <laughs> I know. If you ever like want a good laugh, like give me like a math problem, like at a chalkboard, and be like, oh, let's see. Let's let's take like it could be like a drinking game. Like how many times she gonna have to erase things or. Anyways, but um, Avon has another question. After publishing, are you able to change your book at all? To answer this question, if it's just an ebook format, because Avon was like, can you change like minor grammar issues? Can you add that extra chapter that you think of later? Stuff like that. So if you, if it's just an ebook in paperback, yes, you absolutely can change it. But if it's already in audio. Um, it gets a bit trickier with audio because in order for it to be approved in audio, especially on the ACX platform, which is the Audible Amazon platform, the spoken words have to match the written words like 90%. Is that the breakdown, 90%? Uh, yeah, if you if you want it to whisper sync. So if you want yes. it to, yeah. And you definitely want it to whisper sync because that's where you get a lot of... Um, whisper sync is like when people buy the ebook, they can add the audio for a... a kind of a fraction of what the regular price is. Is that correct? Yeah. Am I saying that correctly? Yeah. So you do want it to whisper sync because you do see a big bump because of that. So if it's in audio, it's harder, especially making minor grammar changes, I can't imagine. Especially if it's like, if you do like the homophone there and there, like if you get that wrong, that won't change it too much because it's still kind of spoken that way. But if you wanted to add a whole chapter, that would be a problem with audio. Cause, and if you did the audio contract with ACX where you committed to seven years, <laughs> I don't know how much they're going to... I know you can update the files, but it does take a bit more effort. It's yeah. not a simple fix. No, and I've never updated my files, so I wouldn't know. Um, yeah, but as TB says, you can you can fix um, spelling errors, grammar errors. You can up, just re-upload your book to all the platforms, and you can do the same with print uh, as well. I, I would also say though that adding a chapter, I would then sort of call it a second edition because it's then it's a it's a different book. I would sort of caution as adding chapters. Just make sure the book is the way you want it before you upload it. When I was doing the Girl of Happens, like the first season. I, did, I published the first, I published two episodes at a time, and then when I did the box set, I added more material, but that was also a perk for the people who purchased the box set. It's like more like the, you know, like you get like the behind the scenes kind of when you, yeah. when you used to purchase DVDs. Yeah. So with box sets, you kind of want to add a little bit more and such, but um, I didn't change the individual episodes. Right. Okay. Hmm. That's interesting. I've never added anything with the box set. Maybe we should do an episode on box sets. Maybe we should. Hmm. Maybe hmm. we should. Inspiration. Well, there we go. So, uh, Yvonne, I hope we answered your question. And now we're moving on to uh, Brooke, who commented on Twitter and said, The pod is helpful. We inspire, encourage, and make Brooke laugh. So, that's always happy news. I like to hear that we make people laugh. Is it the math skills? Is it my mad math skills? It is. <laughs> it is. And any nice tits. Yes. Well, I mean, this is a classic shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm wondering how many more are going to come. But I'll keep everyone updated. And then we had uh, Judy sent an email to me. Uh, Judy loves the pod. And one final comment. Uh, Sharon sent an email to my TBM account um, and had a question for us together. 
about co-authoring since we just published One Golden Summer. How do we make the book cohesive? Do we know each other that well that we can predict what the other is going to write in their chapter? Um, no. That's a hard no. <laughs> <laughs> if only. If only. Uh, no, with, with any uh, co-write, um, go back and listen to our um, co-write episodes. They weren't that long ago. Yeah, no, we, ha- we had a plot outlined and we, gen- by and large, stuck to it. We do know each other's writing style a little bit, uh, but we did do, um, you know, quite a few drafts and rewrites and things like that. So, um, yeah, you just have to plot, keep to the plot and edit. Yes, and also we stayed in pretty much daily communication. So, I mean, there's always, even though when you have the actual plot outlined, there's always going to be a way an author phrases something. Even a minor thing does change things. And as I find it rather exciting because um, I don't know a curveball to expect. And then you have to react. Yep, absolutely. So let's get on. Thank you very much for your comments. And uh, do keep them coming in. We love comments. We love questions. So uh, we might do a, an Ask Us Anything again soon, eh? Could be a plan. Yes. So... This week's big question is, are we going to stick to writing lesbian fiction forever and ever and ever? Can you imagine that, TV? 30 years' time. What, what book number do you think you'll be on in 30 years' time? I don't know. I'm only really going month to month right now. <laughs> I mean, I was really surprised when I decided to pay that bill for the whole year. I was yeah. like, I'm just, yeah. I don't know. It's kind of a weird time to think of 30 years from now. <laughs> to answer your question... 30 years from now. Wow, that's... Why did you have to, like, stump me with, like, why numbers? <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to make, you know, give, give a bit of laughter to the listener. For different genre, as we as I discussed in our pen name episode, which wasn't that long ago, actually, uh, one of my tips was to say if you were going to write in a different genre, <laughs> especially if you use pen names, don't let pen name A group know your pen name B group because it's going to mess your mess up your also bots and everything so the answer to this question am I considering writing in a different genre yes I actually am um I'm, I'm thinking of breaking out in 2021 into a different genre but I won't be announcing it <laughs> but also in a different way I've also been thinking of doing something different that will still be under the TBM pen name I think we've talked about this in the past not on the episode. You and I have talked about this in the past. I really enjoy, like, memoirs. I really enjoy essays. Like, you know, Nora Ephron used to do it. Marion Keys does it quite a bit with her newsletter. And then she, you know, you also can get books. Like, I think there was one by Marion Keys I listened to when I moved to Ireland. And it, making it up as I go along or something. But it was just essays about different things that she, like, she, she talked about, like, eyebrow threading. But it was, like, fucking hilarious because it's Marion Keys and she just has, like, a fantastic sense of humor and a fantastic ability to take something like eyebrow threading, which is something I probably wouldn't be all that interested in, <laughs> mm-hmm. and made it very entertaining and I was just laughing. So I am thinking in 2021 of starting a new project where I kind of write these little personal essays and then share them, but I haven't figured out how I want to roll it out yet. Um, how I want to publish it yet, how I want to present it, but I am studying, I am not studying, well I am studying actually, but I'm also in the beginning stages of what I want to do with this project, so that is a bit of a different genre because I write fiction, I write lesbian fiction, so this will be more about me and more about my observations in life and my experiences because I've traveled a bit and I've lived in different countries 
and I'm an idiot. And I think idiots are pretty good entertainment for the rest of the world. They are. I mean, you you are providing a public service, TB. You're going to be an idiot abroad. <laughs> I can't use that title, though. I know. <laughs> And uh, this past weekend, I watched an interesting documentary. It's on Nora Ephron, which, by the way, can I just say, I either didn't know or had completely forgotten that she had passed away. Did she? Did she? I don't know that. Yes, I was like, I was watching the show, and I was and, like, the first 20 minutes, I was watching it, and they kept talking about her in past tense. And I was like, Googling on my phone, did Nora Ephron die? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, we're going to have to stop this episode now because I'm going to have to go off and be sad for a bit, you know. Isn't she's is terrible? Yeah, she's like romance royalty, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so um, so I watched a documentary, if people are interested, it's called Everything is Copy, and it was directed by her son. But um, it was interesting because she also did a lot of essays. Like, she shared her personal life a lot for the public. And so since I'm considering this option, I've been doing, like, research on it. So, and also when I studied history in college and in grad school, like, granted, I studied, like, the main things you had to study, like, the all the things everyone tells me they hate about history when I say I'm a historian, like, names, dates, places, blah, 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 and I, I did have to have that as the, my ground level. I, I do know that stuff, but my focus is on the history of everyday life. That's what the history i'm fascinated about like how would you and i survive COVID 19 i want to hear about that kings queens explorers everybody that's all kind of cool but i always drilled down to the everyday life and so it's kind of a it's transition for me because it's kind of a natural transition for me because that's what i find interesting if okay. that makes sense mm. yeah no that's interesting so you're going to be yeah writing sort of observational pieces uh, and perhaps memoiry and then your other pen name that you're going to start in a mystery genre. Um, yes. <laughs> when it's is... not a mystery. I won't be writing mystery, though. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> the mystery genre is not mystery. Um, that's going to be... So, like you said, yeah, um, on the pen name episode, if you were writing in a, in a uh, les another lesbian fiction genre, you would probably keep TBM. But if you are going to write in a genre that's not lesbian fiction at all, then it's probably... Um, wise to do it under another pen name so that is what you're going to be doing so when do you think you're going to start that um that's on the slate for 2021 if uh things go according to plan but um who knows who knows it's day to day by now right now yeah. day to day yeah if we're all still here uh if the world's still here uh tb might be writing something that none of us know about that's gonna be really difficult on this podcast isn't it what are you doing this week nothing <laughs> well i'll still be doing um because you know how i managed two to three projects at a time yeah i'll still be writing lesbian fiction i'm not i'm not giving up lesbian fiction that will still be my main source of income yeah so that would be my priority obviously but um this will be just kind of a fun maybe like a palate cleanser yeah just a fun project that i don't have the pressure on me yeah no it's nice and it's good to try something new so when i was thinking about this i was thinking well the answer has to be yes doesn't it because i can't see me writing just lesbian romance forever but it doesn't mean I'm going to give up writing lesbian romance I'm not a bit like you but I'd like to write something else um, as okay. well so the answer has to be yes and I think you know for a lot of people for most people who've got who are doing this as a full-time um, career 
uh, most people do sort of dabble in different genres. So I'm doing it a little bit with um, my a project I'm going to be doing next year, which is London Romance Book 8, because I'm going to be doing a bit of historical lesbian romance. Now, I've never done that before, and I'm a little bit scared about it. I'm treading on your toes, aren't I? Have you, ever, have you ever written a historical lesbian romance? I avoid it like the plague, not because I don't like historical romance or historical fiction of any type. I love it, but I know... Like, even with the Miracle Girl series, like, I do way too much research than, I, than is absolutely necessary, but I love research. And if I started researching history, I probably won't pop my head up out of the hole yet, ever again. Okay. So, well, London Romance Book 8, wasn't, I wasn't planning on making a historical uh, lesbian romance. However, um, the characters presented themselves to me while I was writing the book I'm writing at the moment. And so I am going to be going back to 1950s London. I'm quite excited about it to do, but I've never ever done anything like it, so I'm a little bit daunted by it as well. But I've I've got this image of me in the London Library where Sarah Waters and Jeanette Winston wrote their great tomes, and I'm going to be sitting there reading about lesbians in the fifties. But I do I do already have a bit of a base because my mum and dad uh, got together, grew up uh, in their teenage years in London, and got together in London in the fifties, and my mum worked in a clothing factory. She was a seamstress. So I'm going to base it on that. So my, my lead character is going to be a seamstress. Um, so I've been quizzing my mum on details. So she told me what she had for lunch in the factory this week. Because my mum's got dementia, but she remembers shit like that. Yeah. And it's so are you just going to base it on your mom and dad so you're making your dad the lesbian? No. <laughs> <laughs> I know my family are going to be like, you're making mum a lesbian? No. I'm just stealing her job. Yeah, so I'm, I'm quite looking forward to it, but it will be something different. But I feel like that might be a good thing to do something a little bit different. So that's definitely going to happen next year. Um, my wife would like me to write a cosy mystery, but I don't read them. So I would have to start reading them and figuring them out. She she doesn't read them either. She watches them. But I know that cosy mysteries are a very uh, popular genre and sell a lot of copies so you know it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to try and do it but for the moment no that's not on my radar and uh, a bit... especially if you don't read them and do you even watch mysteries like tv sh like i know your wife likes i think we watched a murder she wrote together mm, but um that. do you like that kind of no that would be a hard <laughs> one to... <laughs> I know, you see, like romance for me is easy. Well, it's not It's not easy, but it's an easy yes because, you know, what's my favourite type of movie? It's a rom-com. What should I be writing? Rom-coms. So, you know, it's, you know, Dirty Dancing. Has there ever been a more perfect movie? I mean, no is the answer. Music, romance, heartbreak. Did you hear? Dancing. Did you hear they're making a sequel to Dirty Dancing? Yeah. How does that, how, how does that work? I, I don't, don't understand. Know. But who's going to be Johnny? I think I heard they're remaking it. Oh, that makes more sense. Because I heard Jennifer Grace involved in the project, but I didn't hear how. Right. So is she going to be like a producer, maybe? Maybe, yeah. I was I'm... like, you can't catch up with them and not have Johnny. There's just no way. <laughs> I'm looking forward to another Jennifer Grey Christmas movie maybe this year. Because uh, she, did, she did a couple last year, and I think she does them with her husband, and she writes and produces them. So uh, I'm hoping for another one this year. But anyway, we're getting off topic. So, um, yeah, so uh, writing a cozy mystery would be a bit of a stretch for me. But a bit like you, I've been, ta I've been talking about writing a memoir for the last few years. But I keep sort of looking at it and then I keep thinking, oh, it's a lot of work and it's something I haven't done. And, and I've, just, I've got enough 
other projects that I want to do. So, but I will do that at some point. I don't think it'll be next year. Maybe the year after. The other things that I'm uh, that I've thought about a, a little bit like you as well like the last two years I've said I'm going to write more short stories <laughs> I haven't done it so you know short stories is something that I do want to do a few more of but you know I tried to do a short story and it turned into a 15,000 word novella so that didn't work I think looking into the future I would like to try doing a more just a more contemporary um fiction novel like you know as we were talking about like Marion Keys you know that's my that's my aim to just become Marion Keys that shouldn't be too hard should it just no, to, no, no. <laughs> Irish. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I'm going to get an Irish passport, so that is half the journey, isn't it? Like to write a, a family saga, not something with a romance in it. There'll always be a romance in it, I think. And I think that the main coupling will always be lesbians or two women. But I think that I will be doing that. But next year, I'm going to finish up the London series. So I think maybe then that will give me um, sort of leeway to think about do I want to start another series or do I want to do other things and just keep writing standalones, standalone lesbian romances? Who knows? But I will just keep writing lesbian romances, but I will make room for other things as well. I did start writing an erotica book, but do you know what? I think everybody thinks, oh, maybe I'll write an erotica. And people, I think people have the misplaced notion that it's easy. It's not easy. No, it's not. There's a lot of sex. Yeah. <laughs> but um, the, the trick with erotica is like, obviously the sex is part of the that's driving the plot obviously to be classified as erotica you have to have that but you, there's also you still have to have the emotions you still have to have a story and, and it's hard to blend it like the people who do it well kudos to them because it's not easy no and I, I think I'm still I think I would probably stray outside and go more into the romance and the emotions because I'm all about the romance and the emotions yeah it's going to be I think it'll be interesting because I have just written lesbian romance purely for the last six years uh, and the last four years full time so I think it's about time that I did do something a little bit different uh, but even if that is still a, a lesbian romance but just with a little bit of a different twist yeah it's part of like we're creatives and obviously we are doing something creative with our careers every day but we've been doing romance and since we are creatives we like to challenge that part of our brain Absolutely. Yeah. So the answer is yes. It's a big fat yes from the UK and the US. So, but don't worry, we're still going to be writing lesbian romance. Have no fear. So let us know, um, you know, are you going to stay in the in the lesbian romance genre or the lesbian fiction genre if you're a writer or if you're a reader? You know, are you going to stay in the job you're in? Let us know. Are you up for yes. change? <laughs> this is the year for change, yeah. people. <laughs> Let's all change. <laughs> And uh, do write in, leave us a comment on the website, tweet us, email us, Facebook us, Instagram me, and join us next week when we will hopefully be less hot, although we are constantly hot, but we'll be asking the question, aren't we, TV? But we'll well, still, I'll have still have my tits on. <laughs> you will. She's going to have nice tits forevermore. And join us next week when we'll be asking the question, um, what, what the hell are KU freebie days and how should you use them? I'm asking that question because I don't know the answer. So TB's going to be the, the oracle on this one, aren't you? Ooh, I probably should do a little research. Yeah, you should. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. All right. Uh, in the meantime, stay safe. Have a great week. Keep writing. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to Lesbians Who Write. 
Listen in every week for more conversations on writing and lesbian fiction. And you can make sure you never miss an episode by signing up to our newsletter at lesbianswhowrite.com. Also, if you could take a moment to leave a review wherever you listen to this podcast, it would help more people to discover us. Thanks so much and see you next time. Thank you.